This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Uh, Welcome to Hipuna Korero for another week. It's where community is our inspiration as we commence our journey to understand decolonisation and our collective commitment to earth and people. Today Anna is away um, enjoying some well-earned and way overdue leave I hope. Um, well we hope she's relaxing and uh, hanging out with her whānau because that's the thing that she uh, really loves to do um, and I am instead joined by Simon Gascoigne Kia ora Simon Kia ora Joe. thank you so much for having me along today <laughs> Simon's uh, one of the team members at GoEco and uh, one of our longest serving team members I think and uh, he's hung in there and uh, um, tell us a little bit more about uh, about you. About um, well, we um, probably yeah start off back in 2014 there at, at uh, with the food rescue at Kaivolution. A founding um, team member and volunteer yeah. at uh, Kaivolution Food Rescue. Yeah, um, so that's uh, been running yeah, about seven years now, and now doing about 30 to 60 tons. Well, 35 to 60 tonnes of food a month. Yeah, so pretty amazing to see. Pretty. And um, it's been an astonishing journey, really. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah you've always, I mean, you're the welcoming face and you're the, the poster child in, in some respects. <laughs> like, I'm constantly running into photos of Simon carrying a crate of food somewhere with a big smile on his face. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, amazing. And um, it's been fantastic that we can divert that food uh, away from landfill or animal feed uh, and get it out to community. Uh, it's yeah, really satisfying win-win-win uh, project. And uh, I think every community should have some form of uh, food rescue running. Yeah, it's really essential, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really big part of our work, and it's amazing how it's evolved since two thousand what two thousand fourteen. Um, and in the last year, like we were um, hot on the on the target of uh, five hundred thousand kilos of food rescue of rescued yeah. food. I think uh, four hundred and seventy five thousand kgs in the last financial year there, or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, and uh, even though you know it is a food rescue uh, operation. In a, in a sense, that's only part of the uh, work as to you know uh, what we're looking at doing for food and kai, because um, that essentially uh, is rescuing what would otherwise be disposed of or thrown out. But also, you know, we're looking at what ways of uh, improving community resilience through growing food as well. So it's another. Another aspect to our Kai work, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the Kai work stream um, at Go Eco is massive. 
like it's it's evolved into such a huge part of our work now and um and you know i just want to acknowledge that you've been one of the leaders in that space over the last few years um part of an amazing team (laughs) yeah part of an incredible team really and i'm very fortunate to to work alongside so many um uh, so many people who um um, I, I think my favourite expression at the moment is like give a damn or can be bothered yeah, like you yeah, know that, yeah. that really really want to see um, yeah. that food is utilised that doesn't go to waste and that people um, and communities are strengthened um, both through the provision of food but the provision of knowledge and the access of land to grow food mm, yeah, mm. and, and um, systemic change so that food is acknowledged as a human right yeah and you know we acknowledge that um, you know there's a lot of increasing pressure on, on you know the availability of land and you know with all of the, the needs uh, that um, uh, you know for housing and, and so forth but you know food production is also a uh, a critical aspect of human habitation and how we grow our food, our relationship with food, uh, you know, and that's been changing, obviously, you know, um, but uh, we can, yeah, definitely look at some projects for growing food uh, locally, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, um, and it's interesting in an urban setting. Um, uh, as we densify the city and as building goes up and access to, you know, the quarter acre section goes down, um, because, it, you, you know, it is a thing of the past now. We can no longer yeah, sprawl I, I, cities across the nation um, yeah. and across food-growing soils. So yeah. so in a in an urban setting especially, um, it's a it's a massive challenge like how we produce food and what urban farming looks like and what the surrounding farm for urban set you know the farmland looks like in an urban setting mm and and it's it's a personal challenge as well in the sense that you know increasingly as we've gone on we've got more and more busy you know busier and time poor yes uh, and you know you have to consciously decide to allocate time to to get out in the garden and and do that and deliberately make time to do that um, because there's a you know a lot of other distractions and interesting things going on i guess and and yeah um, time is another you know, aspect to that and that's an important <coughs> thing around well-being i think that time so we we also like struggle to make time for our own well-being and health. Mm, like, yeah, we operate yeah. in a system that like is You're based on busyness. On the go. Yeah, and the probably the, the our ability to you know slot lots of things in in our, in our daily schedules has you know the technology has meant that we've been able to schedule lots of stuff every day and and you just you have to consciously put that time aside yeah. for yourself and for yeah, getting out and doing things that yeah. There's really um, interesting rhetoric at the moment around so so we're in a time of Matariki and um, a big part of Matariki is that rest and reflection, well being, connection. Right. Yeah, the right. celebration of food. Yeah. Um yeah. you know, learning for Maramatakatanga, all of that, like and the observation of the world around us. Mm. Uh, um, 
you know the the world we lives in live in at the moment treats uh, self care or well being or rest and relaxation as a luxury. Right, is yeah. something that you earn <clears throat> rather than mm. something that's actually just good for you. Yeah, I guess it's like uh, you can slot in a holiday somewhere. Yeah, but you know you're working flat out until you get to the holiday. Yeah, and then it's not kind of naturally built in in the process of how we do things. The slowing down a bit or or just taking time out to recharge a little bit or do other things that. Yeah. And the most commonly asked question when you're going holiday is, what are you doing on holiday? <laughs> and you see people have an itinerary for their holiday and then they come back from holiday and feel like they need a holiday from their holiday. That, that's right. Yeah. I, I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, that must be like it, when you do eventually get back to China, that's what it's going to be like, isn't it? Well, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. And, uh I mean, I suppose, you know, it's the thing where, you know, you're looking forward to your holiday, but you, you're working and then you think, oh, I've got all these other things to do. Uh, and you end up doing, you know, this big list of things that are piled up because you haven't got, had a chance to get them done. And then, you know, your your holiday kind of <laughs> can, yeah, um, be spent catching up, really. But, uh, yeah, it's important to... <laughs> yeah, it can be. Yeah. Um, um, uh, for the uh, yes, sorry about that. Yes, uh, Simon um, does like to go to China uh, because he has um, family there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and currently his beautiful wife Wendy is stranded in China. Oh. I think it's called COVID stranded at the moment. Yeah, but we're hoping right. that she'll be returning to our arms shortly because we all miss her. She's a very good cook. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of food, hi Wendy. Um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and um, I, I was last over there in 2018, and it's it's such a spectacle to see. It's uh, yeah, just uh, astonishing. Both not on you know in terms of scale, but the speed of things, literally the high speed trains and things. So, oh, yeah, yes, um, there's a, there's like a little that. bit to envy there, probably. <clears throat> yeah, well, I'm still hoping to get up to Auckland on our new new train there. So. Yeah. Yes, I was thinking of that actually because we've been having this conversation. Uh, we had a conversation about two months ago about how awesome it would be for the Kai team to have a day trip to Auckland, and they could take the train because, like, we should be using the train, and and that's actually yeah. a really yeah. um, good way for us to get the team up there and uh, to visit Papatua Nuku Garden. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, 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 no, which is at um, um, Papakura and go and visit Papakura Marae and our our um, colleagues and peers in, in that yeah. space, which is food growing. But we're really keen to see um, more about their fish head organisation. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, well, fish heads, are, we're an inland city, so fish heads, we don't come across that often. Not really. Yeah, no. not straight off the boat anyway. No. And uh, so... Um, you know, in in that garden, it's uh, the getting the fish heads, and that is the rescue food, which then goes out to the community, and then um, the recollection of um, bone and um, and parts for um, fish oils, uh, fish manure. Right. Yeah. Good for the garden. Well, so it's good very for good the for the garden. Yeah. 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 It, 
as a like as a teenager in the far north, um, my mum was a great one for collecting um, not only fish leftovers and and food that wasn't um, like the bones and and scales and that, but also any walk to the beach included the collection of uh, seaweed, uh-huh. which was yes, then another be great fertilizer laid on the, the garden, garden and yeah. it was going to bake and it made your stomach turn sometimes. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Is this really necessary? <laughs> I'm sure you have lots of great stories there with, um, yeah, working with the, yeah, the, the with your mum in, in the garden and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it was a huge part of our life. Mm. Yeah, uh, the um, the other thing that you're doing with GoEco is home performance. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. That's right. And um, you've done some pretty cool assessments in that lately. What would be the biggest... um, So we do home performance over a couple of levels, and and often it's homeowners who are accessing that service. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes, it might be the tenant get in touch with us. Yeah, sometimes Um, the tenant will too. What are the biggest um, problems that you see in, in rental properties? Um... I, I guess there's uh, often often uh, people who are renting, um, <clears throat> and the pardon me, and the um, feeling is that the the property is just sort of constantly running down a bit. Yeah. Like it's not getting the yearly maintenance that um, would be kind of required. It's more kind of reactionary situation where something goes wrong and then the, the maybe the owner comes in and fixes it up but it's not sort of the proactive maintenance going on to really look after things and check things and uh yeah um you know some some landlords uh you know are pretty active and others might not be quite so active but yeah so if um, you were uh, um um advising a homeowner or a landlord what would be the t- three most important things that they should check every single year oh okay um check guttering obviously it's a yeah especially uh for winter um just for making sure that the um yeah rainwater and and everything is is uh channeled away uh properly um that way there's no sort of ponding or anything um there are yeah those are the kind of things that you're looking at um, on a yearly basis in terms of yeah, general maintenance um, things like gutters and making sure everything's in good condition but um, other things that you could look at are, yeah, insulation um, making sure the insulation is in a good condition and it's not collapsing or getting compressed um, and um, yeah, making sure your, your, your roof is good uh, a, yeah, good good roof obviously keeps your insulation um, dry. Uh, often, like if you have tiles on your roof, uh, there are gaps between the tiles where the air can get in and sometimes water can get in. And you tend to find that where the water drips or the condensation drips, uh, the pink bats kind of collapse and yes. they, they, yeah. they sink down and everything like that. Um there's uh, a few obvious things that are being done, like you know, smoke alarms and um, the regulations for those are there. Um, 
checking your water temperature, making sure that the water temperature is not too hot, not too cold, um, and you know that you can do all sorts of things for improving your lighting and energy efficiency. We have LED lights these days that you can actually insulate over, um, so that improves improves the uh, performance of the house in terms of retaining heat. Uh, and um, yeah, there's quite a few things you can do. Um, often it comes down to knowing what to do in what sequence. So where to spend your money first if you're looking at improving your house. Yeah. And then what do you do after that? It's a big one for new homeowners, eh? <coughs> or, or even, you know, when you buy a home, it's, it's, you have a builder's report, it's where do you start from here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess one, one of the issues that I often talk about is, you know, with a, a, a home, uh, you know, just because it might have passed the code or um, been checked, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a, a warm home. I can vouch for that. <laughs> yeah, so can I. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I think um, you know. And getting back to going to China, I was really surprised when I went to China because they had you know big, tall apartment buildings, and they might look pretty you know not so attractive mm. on the outside, but you go in and mm. to the apartments, and they are really warm and cozy and homey and yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was a really interesting observation. But here, you know, we don't tend to build houses for the conditions, I think, that we have. Uh, and that's kind of been an ongoing issue, yeah. But um, so, you know, <clears throat> insulation first. Insulate uh, as well as you can. Uh, improve your curtains. Curtains are a really big one yeah. uh, for stopping heat loss out of windows. And having floor-length curtains is a... A great way of um, trying to stop the and heat I've, loss. I've seen you bring in, and I, I, you know, you know, I'm a, a, I saw this in a movie, the bubble wrap thing. But like, like where it's beyond your control, and yep. your landlord isn't um, <coughs> doing um, the insulation and things like that. Although there is legislation for it now, there are some power issues around accessing that, especially where uh, rentals are of short supply. As a tenant, there's a few things you can do, eh? So one of them is the glazing on the windows, so the, the artificial glazing, is that right? Um, you can you can do, uh, um, like, yeah, one, one cheap, easy way is, is bubble wrap, but you can do, um, you can get a, a type of um, covering that will insulate your window that, that um, kind of shrinks down and, and does a tight fit yeah. over the window. Um, it's kind of a um, particular type of plastic that's it's just a bit more permanent and it's uh, crystal clear to look through. Okay. So, uh, you know, if you don't like that look of bubble wrap, you have another option there. Yeah. yeah. So if you double that with some curtains? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you'd be well on the way to well on the way, well like on the way to having a warm, cozy home. Yeah. Save on some heating costs there. Yeah, and yeah. um, it, one of the things that is really important, I think, is around following the sun, isn't it? Yeah, uh, thinking about where you plant trees around the house. Mm -hmm. You know, thinking about how big trees are going to get when you plant them, um, and. Uh, often, you know, sometimes you'll find that it can be colder inside than yes. actually outside, you know, and, and you walk outside and it's like, oh, it's actually a bit warmer than it's inside. So, you know, thinking about 
when the good time <coughs> pardon me when the good time is to act, you know pull your curtains and let that sunlight in uh yeah but also um you know ventilation is a really big really big thing and uh making sure that the air inside the house is dry mm-hmm. uh which makes the the home much easier to heat uh, it's much easier to heat dry air than it is damp air obviously but uh, you know, I, I had my moisture meter out on the deck there the other day when it was raining, and it was fifty-seven percent humidity out there, and yet it wow. was sixty-seven percent inside. Uh-huh. I thought, oh, it's raining. You know, the natural thought is to, that it's going to be really damp here outside. Actually, even if it's raining, it that's not necessarily the case. So, <laughs> <laughs> ah, that was interesting. So, um, so there's quite a bit to learn here, and we'll get back into that uh, just after the song.
Right, that was a piece of music by John Batiste uh, called Freedom. Really like the name of the song. Hope you enjoyed the song. Did you like the song? Simon? Yeah, it was a very nice piece of music yeah. there. Yeah. I think I'll have to investigate more. <laughs> I think you should. It was a recent discovery on the weekend. Totally enjoyed it. Um, and um, I like a bit of funk. It's very cool. We were talking in the break around uh, land use and how we build houses in in this country um, and what the settlers would have found when they got here and what they brought with him with them, which was uh, a replication of Europe. And often uh, when they arrived, they, they um, were expecting certain things, but uh, they often found that unfortunately things were not quite as what the, you know what they were told things would be like but uh, oh, oh definitely some um some uh, shark salesmen um mm, oversold yeah. some of the features here yeah <laughs> uh, undersold others oversold yeah. some um and um and I think I'm being a little bit generous really um but things were not as they expected and when we look at the earlier houses they were definitely an effort to replicate um people's aspirations yeah. Yeah, 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 and the aspirations that they knew, which were like based in class and society, really, weren't they? Mm. And yeah. Land ownership and, uh, yeah, bigger is better. And, yeah. yeah. So we think next week we're going to be back at, yeah, and we're going to come back with uh, a discussion on, you know, what l- land ownership means in the context of housing and availability um, and our intergenerational health in a climate setting mm, yeah and yeah. what our learnings could be from Māori architecture but what um, they could also be in the context of um, urban design and um, connected communities and intergenerational care mm, and mm. what that means so <coughs> I'm, I'm a little bit excited about that There's um, some interesting interesting concepts there it's uh, really uh, fascinating actually that you know different ways of thinking in terms of how we can go forward with things. Yeah. Um, yeah. We hear yeah. a lot about housing at the moment, but I think there's a much bigger discussion. Anywho, we better have that discussion next week or we'll be in trouble with Mike again for going over our quoted time and how allotted time. I don't think we've um, exhausted the laughter quota this week. Um, hi, Mike. Hi. And... Um, And we've got a few things coming up. So check out our Facebook and our website if you want to know what we're up to. And Simon and I will be back next week. Kia ora, everybody. Kia ora. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.